Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's like just generally my approach to self-care is how can you make what you currently are doing into something nourishing and healing. Hi, I'm Megan Gilker. And welcome to the Fresh Exchange Podcast. Hi, friends, and welcome to the podcast today. I have a wonderful guest, and I had the opportunity to be on Randy Kay's podcast about, I would say, three years ago. And it was, it came just after a massive shift in my own life because I had gone through a period of time where I went through a lot of healing. Like I was forced to, I had kind of, I talk about it a little bit in the episode today, but I had personally gone through a time where I had to sit back and reassess how I worked, how I ate, how I lived. And it was groundbreaking. And at the time it felt life shattering in a lot of ways because I had gotten sick with this really funky, weird, random virus. And I spent, I was forced basically to take time for myself. Like there was nothing I could do other than to just heal. And so I had to take, I had this whole expectation. I was going to get pregnant again. I was going to have a baby. I had all these plans. And instead I was told, no, you have to wait and you have to wait it out. And Randy stepped in at this time and we had this amazing conversation and about gratitude and about looking at our life and living in the present. And, but previously to that, it was, I, if you knew me at all, like, I was always nose to the grind. Like I was always going, like I'm somebody who likes projects, who likes to do things and that isn't completely changed, but I have a much healthier perspective on it. And I have a way of just, I, it was a big moment, I guess you could say. I learned so much about myself and 
it, it was incredible, but that's why I wanted to bring your Andy on is because we're in this moment in the garden, in our lives. And whether you're like Randy and you're going through this time of maybe you recently had a baby and, or like me, even I consider myself still early in that time postpartum because I'm only like, I, I say in here that I'm six months, but now as we are posting this, I'm seven months post breastfeeding. Like there's a lot of transitions still happening in my own body and there's a lot of healing going on. There's a lot of reorganization, I guess. And so, but these moments, whether you're personally going through them or not, there's a point in all of our lives where we go through this on some level or not. And for some, a lot of women will relate to this in one way or another. And I think there's even for men, like a point where we have to sit back and assess, you know, the journey, so to speak, you know? And so we kind of go through a lot of that and we spend, you know, this hour discussing everything from postpartum to social media to seasonal living, but it all ties into the same theme of finding a way to ground ourselves and to look with like reflection and then how do we assess from there? And she talks about ways to create rituals for yourself to help yourself go through this. And I just, she's such a, she's so much wisdom. And so she's so honest. And that's what I love about Randy. Like there's nothing that there's no, nothing that is like uncomfortable to her. Like she's willing to talk about it all. So I hope you guys enjoy this conversation with us. I think there's a lot of really good wisdom here. I mean, I learned some things from Randy through this, um, just some of her different perspectives, even on like social media and just so many different things. She, she has so much to offer. And I think there's something for everybody to take out of this, no matter where you are in your life. So let's jump on in with her. Well, I think how I want to like get into this is I wanted you to talk about what you do. You and I know each other, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I want you to like, really like give us a full picture. I mean, you're four months postpartum, mm-hmm. which is a, a key part to all of this, mm-hmm. but I, I want you to kind of give us a picture of your work and how it's played into where you're at right now and kind of that journey a little bit. Yeah. So, well, I guess maybe working backwards is I have a healing practice here in Fargo, North Dakota, and where I work uh, mostly on women and women's health issues through abdominal massage and body work techniques and um, lifestyle habits and things, regulating women's cycles, helping them recover from trauma in that area, whether it's just regular birth trauma or any kind of trauma. Um, and, and then I have my, I just relaunched my seasonal membership site, um, where we learn seasonal self-care practices. So how to sync and align your own healing journey, like by using the power of seasonal practices. Um, so that's what I'm currently doing and learning how to do all that with a four month old. (laughs) And so going (laughs) slow, um, and, uh, and doing my own healing at the same time. Mm -hmm. But how kind of I got into that was I've been a 
massage therapist for, uh, I don't know, 12 or 13 years now. Mm -hmm. Um, and a yoga teacher for about the same. So I've just kind Mm -hmm. of been in that realm, helping people heal for that long. And then, um, what I found was there was a missing link between what the healing work people would do with me and then, then how they'd go about their lives. Mm -hmm. And so the conversations I would have with my clients would be like, well, how did this pain come about? And they're like, well, I don't know. Um, sometimes it's obvious sometimes, but a lot of times it's not. And I'm like, well, tell me what's going on in your life. Are you going through anything major? And they're like, well, no, I mean, I just went through a divorce, but like, (laughs) I'm just Mm -hmm. like, that's interesting. You know, (laughs) like, let's talk about that. Um, and so, and so in my own healing journey, um, so these are all intertwined. So it's kind of like a jumbled story, but, um, So ever since high school, I was diagnosed with depression and have struggled with my mental health, uh, throughout most of my life. Mm -hmm. And I did all the, back then there wasn't a lot of holistic options. It was very cut and dry, like fill out this questionnaire. Okay. This is your score. Here are some medications and maybe go to a therapist if you feel like it. Mm -hmm. And because it ran in my family, it was just like, Oh, Randy got the gene. Like, there you go. Um, and so it was a lot of like, not a lot of understanding about it. A lot of feeling like I was broken or like, this was my fate. Um, and you know, ups and downs with, with everything until about my early twenties, I started having panic attacks and I'd never had those before. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, and I just kind of in denial, like I thought it was a phase or just didn't, you know, when it's in your head, it's so hard to navigate what's real and what isn't and Mm -hmm. just think yourself out of it kind of a thing. But when that Mm -hmm. happened, I was like, okay, I got to treat this if I want to live my life and do the things that I want to do, because it was getting in the way of important things. And so that's when I started, um, you know, these people come into your lives, right. When you need them. And I befriended this, my brother's one of my brother's random friends, um, her and I went rock climbing and like hit it off. And she introduced me to holistic, like eating differently and exercise and how that can influence your mental health. And just like, and then I started massage school around that time. So learning about the body and how it works. And Mm. I just kind of went on this healing adventure of like experimenting, bringing healing to multiple areas of my life. Um, and that I guess now is labeled as self-care. And so (laughs) that for me was the missing piece of really having a a healing relationship with my mental health and feeling healed, even though I still um, manage it and have a relationship with it. And so, so I just kept that kind of to myself and, and carried on my way. But then I started seeing it with my clients and the people I was helping is they didn't have this relationship with themselves. They weren't nurturing Mm -hmm. that part. Um, And, and while I loved that they kept coming to me, I was like, (laughs) you gotta heal your life. And so I started a newsletter. Oh man, maybe seven years ago um, called um, Sunday self-care Sundays. And Mm -hmm. um, I just, just, um, just sent it to my clients and then that Mm -hmm. evolved. And then 
turned into the podcast, Simple Self Care. And then it mm-hmm. just kind of became this hot topic and started mm-hmm. talking about it more and more. And then um, I was living out in Utah and I eventually moved back to Fargo. And um, right before the winter time, and <laughs> I was like, winter in Fargo is intense. It's so intense. I mean, yeah. it's, it's the most intense. And we're yeah, for it. it is. Um, and so ours would be mild in yeah. comparison to you. Well, you have your intense times and like, who knows these days, yeah. um, <laughs> what the weather's going to do, but that yeah. I've, I had learned to really immerse myself in nature in Utah. Mm-hmm. I mean, always being active in outdoor activities And so when I moved back to Fargo, I was like, I need that still. Um, And winter's coming. And Mm -hmm. how can I have a healthy relationship with winter in Fargo? Because when I moved to Utah (laughs) 10 years before that, I was like, oh my gosh, winters are fun. Like you can just do so (laughs) many cool things. And so that's when I started really um, nerding out about cyclical living and Mm -hmm. aligning with that because it's in this part of the world, it's like survival. Like the weather isn't going anywhere. Like you better go with it or you're going to really be miserable. And so what I learned with that year of leaning into the seasons was like, Oh, there's, you can do this with every season and it's really important. And then studying Chinese medicine and Ayurveda and like bringing that into the healing Mm -hmm. realm. So it kind of all I feel like everything, that whole long story, um, can you tell I haven't talked to people in a while? Um, (laughs) We're all awkward at this point. I know. It's so true. Um, So that's all like come together in what I'm trying to birth into the world right now, Mm -hmm. professionally. And then that, that applies all to abdominal health as well. Like why I'm really getting into that is because that's your core. Like that's your your internal organs have their own rhythms and seasons and cycles. And when those are off, it affects everything else in your body. And Mm -hmm. so just nurturing that, um, especially with healing touch and making sure everything's in alignment, it regulates your cycles. And so it's Mm -hmm. like this microcosm in alignment with this macrocosm and just all works together. So, yeah. So that's what I'm about. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's amazing. And you, like, I remember you reaching out and when I was on your podcast Mm -hmm. and it was after I kind of had gone through my own journey Mm. and all that, you know, and, you know, I'd already had our son and I was like, like, I had kind of like, like we were talking earlier, like I had had this idea in my head about the postpartum experience Mm -hmm. and what I was supposed to be, who I was supposed to be afterwards. And if I wasn't doing that, I was failing. And I put so much pressure on myself and thought that, okay, I, I'm not like, I saw my life in this way where it was like, like just a big box. And I was just trying to fit all the things possible into it instead of realizing it's more like a pie and I have to like kind of degrade certain areas to leave room for other things. And because of that, I was cramming all this stuff in and ultimately it left me, my body completely debilitated 
incapable. I wasn't feeding it properly in the sense that I wasn't eating enough good nutrient, like enough food and ultimately not enough fats and not enough proteins and not enough veg. Like even though I was eating healthy, quote unquote, I wasn't eating the right amounts of certain things. And my body was just so run down. And sure, I like fit into my same shorts that I did like three years prior to getting pregnant, you know, or whatever, but I might've looked good, quote unquote, but in my mind, but, or in the world's mind, maybe, but I fit a box, mm-hmm. but it came at a price that, you know, ultimately put me in a place where my body had to spend a year healing from something, you know, mm. because it came in contact with a virus that made me sick, that made me not be able to get pregnant again for a period of time. And, you know, and I had to learn, relearn everything. I had to shake everything down so that it found the right place. Mm. And I utilized things such as Chinese medicine, Ayurveda, um, all of those practices, like seasonal living became even more important, you know, and our conversation, I just think about that, like how Mm. we talked through all of it. And Mm. it was so, I, I just, I always want to like, when I see posts about women getting back to this shape or this idea, I just come back to everything that I learned and the things that my own Chinese medicine doctor and acupuncturist who I dearly love, she just kept hammering back to me like, you know, you, you need to eat fats. You need to eat, you need to eat these things. You need to, you know, you need to give your body rest and teaching me how to listen to it. Mm -hmm. And like, it's been fascinating to go through that journey myself. So yeah, I have so much respect for your work because oh. it's so important. <laughs> well, and, I'm, yeah, I'm with you on on that right now. Like, <laughs> just having to remember what I believe in <laughs> because yeah. I've been really surprised at the messaging going on in my head because it's not mm-hmm. it's not what I think, and it's not what I teach other women. And mm-hmm. like we were saying before, like the importance of going out in, in your community and receiving help from others mm-hmm. is so amazing. Um, because I, because I'm a holistic person, I figured mm-hmm. my body was going to behave how I see other holistic bodies behaving on Instagram mm-hmm. and blah, 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 people I don't even know. And, yeah. um, I didn't even prepare for a cesarean birth. I just mm-hmm. figured, even though two of my friends shortly around my birth time had one. And I was like, well, they probably had one because blah, blah, blah. And I'm not going to have one because I do all these things. And like, and I didn't realize I was being judgmental. Um, Mm -hmm. Even though I I received their experience with love and understanding, like I didn't think less of them, but it was just like, well, my body is going to be doing something else. And, and it did not, I mean, it, 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 it went, the exact opposite of how I had planned or envisioned for myself. And at the end of the day, he got stuck and it was just what needed to be done. And my midwife and OB was like, this is the option if you want safety, (laughs) you know? And so I've had to, I feel pretty peaceful about my experience 
currently today. Um, but immediately after I'm like, this didn't count. You know, I, I, Uh, you know, I didn't, it it didn't go through, I didn't get all those. Yeah. My baby didn't experience this thing. I didn't have that spiritual energy move through, you know, all these things that I had been wiping books and it's like what I wanted. And, and then my body, I think the cesarean itself, like scar incision has healed well, but the rest of my body hasn't healed how I thought pounds Mm -hmm. don't come off of me from nursing. Um, No, I wasn't that way either. I deeply connect with that. Yes. And I just, and so I'm like, I'm going to give myself three months and then I'm going to start, you know, trying to lose weight and da, 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 da. And just, and so this past month I have been tracking calories, which is something I don't believe in, but I wanted to try it just to Mm -hmm. get an education of what things are like, what the food I eat. Yeah. And I, and I eat really well for the first three months too, um, uh, in accordance with the first 40 days that yeah. book we both love. Um, yes. and that helped a ton. Like that was yeah. something about my healing because it went so awry. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to consume my placenta and I'm going to eat these broths and stews. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like yeah. what I could control, I did, but, um, but even so the session I had with my friend yesterday, she just really had to be like, especially when you're nursing, your body's meant to be soft and squishy. Like yeah. it, that's mm-hmm. the shape it needs to be it to care for your baby and to produce all this breast milk and to, mm-hmm. and so like, why, like, don't fight that. Like that's a yeah. wise shape for your body. And I was mm-hmm. just like, you're right. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you're right. And I had this. It's so uncomfortable, but it's so true. I and know. the modern world does not, is not kind to women in that sense. Uh-huh. Like the, like I, the second time through, I had so much more grace, uh-huh. like so much more like, I'm just going to be in this. I'm just going to like, this is who I am. And I remember I wore something in a video on Instagram and somebody wrote like that looks terrible on you or something. I deleted it. Mind you, I am five months at this point, six months postpartum, still nursing f- exclusively. Like there's yeah. no, there were no solids at that point, or if there were, it was very minimal. And I was like a little bit like f you, like oh my god, I'm doing world work right now. Like this is, <laughs> I feed another human. Mm-hmm. I birthed two other humans that I also fed and I'm in the middle of a pandemic. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I may not look like your quote unquote best to you, Mm -hmm. but I like wearing this outfit because it's comfortable to me. So Mm -hmm. there's that. (laughs) Like I, yeah, that's the sort of stuff Mm -hmm. where we start questioning our, like this like body Mm -hmm. that is, doing so much and yeah and we don't even realize it and I even had to just recently if this makes you feel better I was like okay like normally like my normal weight is I keep using quotes because mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's kind of necessary because it's like this idea that we, yeah. we have and we have to break a little bit is like 140 like that's like my 
what I feel is a healthy range for myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm still at like 150. Mm-hmm. And I stopped breastfeeding six months ago. And so like, I feel like my whole body is still trying to find its place. I started my period nine months ago. Like, Congrats. You know, so <laughs> it's like, I've only been in this like world yeah. where I'm in this for not even a year. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't even come back full circle yeah. into my menstrual cycle, mm-hmm. you know? So I started like saying, oh, I need to like track my calories and, you know, lose that final 10 pounds. And then I was like, I had to like walk myself back. Mm-hmm. Like you, you're telling yourself like, I, I can't like, this is still in process. And I thought back to when with Haze, I finally felt, you know, like I felt like myself, I guess like that may be the way to look at it. And it was about at two and a half, three years post having him. Think about that's so Mm -hmm. much time, you know, and, and yeah. So I'm glad you're yeah. taking care, like listening to that knowledge because yeah. you're at that point. Like I remember taking photos of myself in the mirror because I was like, I am going to see myself beautifully this time around. Mm. And like I'm as an athlete always valued my strength, my muscle tone, like all these things that you can't find very easily for those of us who hold all the weight. Actually, I carry more weight when I breastfeed than I do when I'm pregnant mm-hmm. personally. And I have, we just have to trust that that there's a reason for that with our bodies. Yeah. You know? It's that zooming out that like, yes. that's what's really helpful for me. Even like the first three months, you know, are super intense, um, caring for a, another human mm-hmm. as well as what's going on with your body. And that my mantra has been like, this is a short period of time. Mm-hmm. This is a very short period of time. When I look at my entire life mm-hmm. and I think this, you know, just putting it into perspective mm-hmm. of where you're at and what is needed for this season, it's just, but it, and this is why I come back to having practices and rituals in place and why they're so mm-hmm. important is because you need something to remind yourself of these healthier thought patterns mm-hmm. or a practice that reminds you. So one thing that I do that I'm really in love with and um, is body oiling. So getting um, flower and herb infused oils. I just started making mm-hmm. my own and that's been really Oh, really? Fun. But, um, but keeping it really simple, even if it's just like a, even if it's just like coconut oil, whatever, like nice oil you have at home, um, or a lotion or anything, but just Mm -hmm. like loving touch to your body. So I have Mm -hmm. this special body butter that my friend made and sent me and, um, that's, I used it solely for my cesarean scar and for my stretch marks. And mm-hmm. then I have another oil that I use for my breasts and then another oil mm-hmm. I use for my belly. You yeah. can use the same oil for everything, but me as a, this is my nerd out. Like I <laughs> liked, it was like the ceremony of like, now I'm honoring this area of my body. And now mm-hmm. I'm honoring this area with my body. And my husband once was like, gosh, you just take really long showers. And I'm like, like, I'm like, first of all, 
sense. Yes, because I am right now because <laughs> my body yes, <laughs> just went through hell. And this is, people are like, oh, showering shouldn't be self-care. And I'm like, you can make showering self-care. Yeah, like, I've seen that before. And I'm like, uh, I think that that may be my top self-care. And I, I feel know. really good about that. Well, and that's, <laughs> and that's like just generally my approach to self-care is how can you make what you currently are doing into something nourishing and healing? Uh, I love that. Yeah. Cause everyone's like, Oh, I don't have time and I don't blah, blah. Or, and it's just like, what, it, what are you currently doing and how can you shift that a little bit? So it, you're also taking care of yourself and your needs, mm. um, while you're doing it. And so that's, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that so much because there's been so many times where I felt like guilty about choosing those things. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why do we feel guilty about something that really does bring me a lot of joy? Mm-hmm. Like, well, that's a whole other conversation, <laughs> but it's the same, the same theme of yeah. what the messaging we have received oh my gosh. and, and, and then in combination with the own expectations we have on ourselves, because like, like I said, like I believe something different about the postpartum experience. And yet I was carrying the messaging of something else. Mm -hmm. It's just like crazy how embedded things are into our being. And that guilt around self-care is so, 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 so deep that Mm -hmm. it's, it really takes some time to unravel that. And it takes persistence. Like you Mm -hmm. act, like you literally have to tell yourself, no, Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. and do something different. And that's how I feel with body image stuff. Um, an experiment I did with myself once was I presented at this retreat for women and it was a beautiful experience. It was like a dream experience. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I was up until now, the heaviest I had ever been. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and there was all these professional photos taken and I'm like, cool, I'm going to have one of those beautiful, like I speak in public photos on my website, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I got the pictures back and I was like, I look disgusting. Like that was my mm-hmm. initial response. And then I was like, I'm going to take a moment mm-hmm. and tell myself that I look beautiful as I mm-hmm. look at these pictures. And I looked completely different when I returned with that lens Mm. so much of it is in your head. And that's, it's actually like a dysmorphia is a a condition that people have, um, Mm. where they, and it, that's like really extreme, but where they don't see the truth, they see a a different version of, of your looks. So I knew that that messaging, there was something to that. And so when I catch myself in the mirror and I'm like, then I'm like, "Mm mm-mm, like this is the practice is I take a second and I'm like, I'm going to look at myself with different, a different lens and practice that until that becomes more normal. And I've had Mm -hmm. to do that. I follow a lot of body positive accounts and Instagram. So like Mm -hmm. I'm seeing more body positive messaging Mm -hmm. and I look at those bodies and I'm like, Oh, that's gorgeous. That woman is gorgeous. And, but then I look at myself and I'm like, that, you know, I, I don't think yeah. that. And I'm like, what if I was one of those photos? And I like, I'm starting to like shift that a little bit mm-hmm. and it's painful. It's painful, it but it, but it doesn't stay painful and it, but it mm-hmm. stays a practice. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm sitting, sitting with right now. And that's why I love, um, putting 
these oils on or, or like when you get out of the shower, hopefully you're moisturizing somehow, whatever yeah. you have right now, what if you added a loving affirmation to what you were touching mm-hmm. instead of like, eh, I got to do this dry skin, be like, hello arms. You're so beautiful. You carried a lot today. Or, you know, <laughs> like you just change yes. the conversation you're it having with silly, yourself. But it's so, it, it does make a difference. And, you know, I actually, I recently got back into doing counseling on via zoom and I was talking to my counselor about this, about some past trauma in my life. And she was saying that she utilized some of these conversations with me about like, can we see this in a different way? Like helping me, you know, analyze how it had affected how I see the world and maybe as a positive thing. And then she is having me like, you know, every, you know, time I catch myself in the mirror or something like reinforcing the beauty behind that or like what it's revealed to myself or, you know, things like that. And so to apply that to our body image is just as powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's reframing is so powerful mm-hmm. and that's really been a survival tool of mine um, just to take a breath. And I use when I have to walk the dogs as a way to reframe whatever I'm frustrated about, because I'm mm-hmm. just with the dogs and I can talk to them and they don't care. And <laughs> I'm like an external <laughs> processor. So yeah. I'm like, let's go for a walk dogs. And I just, and connecting with nature and getting that fresh mm-hmm. air to like restart my brain in a way, but it's mm-hmm. like, I find myself getting frustrated about something and um, but then I start gratitude is a huge tool of um, and that's what we talked about the first time you're on my podcast is all about gratitude. But that, that is a, a really powerful practice of just being like, okay, here's a scenario. How am I, what is there to be grateful for within it? And Mm -hmm. especially during such difficult times in our world, Mm-hmm. It's like when you start <laughs> comparing your scenario to to everything else that's going on, it's just like it becomes smaller and smaller or it just shifts. The relationship shifts, even if it is a major thing that is difficult um, mm-hmm. when we can reframe it in a space of or look at it from a space of gratitude. It really, it really makes a difference. And it, it, a lot of what we're doing and experiencing doesn't need this huge go big or go home change. It yeah. it really is. And that's why, you know, we love seasonal living because it's that yeah. natural progression, that cycle of things that slow, mm-hmm. like you trust, you have to trust in the slowness and trust in the process. Mm-hmm. But, um, but our, our scenarios don't really have to change, but, but our internal landscape gets to, and yeah. then we view everything differently. And we don't do that because that's the hardest thing to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I don't know. No, I, it makes total sense. And I think that's actually why even in the pandemic, particularly, like I have actually done pretty darn good emotionally. You know, once we got through that first initial phase of it all, that was its own like 
carpet pulled out from underneath you. No one knows what life looks like. It felt like the end. And, but then all of a sudden it felt, I, it just like, there started to become this like levelness to it. And that's when I realized I was like, oh, this is winter. Like we are in the middle of winter, but in a pandemic, like it's a pandemic and it like, there will be a point where this will start feeling different. Uh-huh. And there was like calm with that. Like, and maybe that's because I've endured so many snowstorms where it's like, you just kind of hunker in and you're just in it and like, uh-huh. whatever, like you just, you find a way to have resilience in that because of reframing. And sure enough, now here we are like in this place where, you know, I'm getting my second shot and you told me that you got yours. And like, I, I just am like feeling like all those plants coming up, like out Mm -hmm. of the ground. There's still so much energy that it takes to do that and to exist in spring. And it's not like the end, you know, it's not like when everything opens up, but which it will, but it's just, it's so fascinating how the pandemic has aligned in this nature, like with nature so well, it's fascinating to me. (laughs) It is fascinating. And, and the good news about that is we get to use nature as our guide of how to get out of it ourselves Mm -hmm. and to be patient. Like that's one thing about the spring that I always talk about is I, sometimes I feel like a Debbie Downer when I talk about spring, because you know, it's easy to distract ourselves. The spring is like this shiny new toy, you know? Mm -hmm. And then we, then we get blindsided by a snowstorm and we're like, Mm -hmm. WTF spring. I thought you were here. Like, and it's like, no, no, Mm -hmm. this is how it goes. Like, and so it's the, that like, I feel like spring is just embracing change and embracing the unknown and the, the winds and the storms along with these moments of hope and joy. It's like this Mm -hmm. season of, Mm. of duality and so for us coming out of the pandemic like it's going to be messy we aren't out of the woods yet people are Mm. acting like we are but we're not and like (laughs) it's just and then we'll get blindsided with something you know like if we lean into that too much and so it's it really is this um Mm. dance that we we do when we're when we're coming out of winters literally and and figuratively and so to, to expect the highs and lows and, and think, how can I, what practices do I need in my life that will ground me during those lower times or during the frenzied times? So I don't take on too much too quickly. And what things can I do to, um, lift me up during a a tougher time, a muddier, messier time. And so it's, And another thing to remember is that we still have the habits of winter. We're still wearing winter yeah. and um, to be gentle with that. And to know that to change a habit, a way of being, it takes some conscious effort. And I felt this way with my depression when I would get out of a a funk, as I call them, uh, is that I would get out of it, but then I'd get frustrated with myself because I was still behaving like I was in one. And it mm. was just like, you have to give yourself that time 
um, of breaking the habits and, and the ways of being and being intentional about it. And so that's why it just all works together. Um, when you start practicing cyclical living, because you just naturally start to set yourself, support yourself, you support the journey instead of always being surprised by it or in denial of it or wanting it to look differently. And, um, it doesn't make it, it like it doesn't take away the difficult times, but it gives you some resources and some tools when it is difficult. And then when it's joyful, you get to really lean into it because you're like, I get to feel this way now because yeah. it's right on cue, you know? Yeah. Well, and I see, this is me reflecting back to you, I guess, that I see you in a spring of your own, like, mm. Like how you're starting to feel like, okay, I've been in this for four months. I've been postpartum for four months. Like I should start, you know, moving into this new direction. Mm -hmm. I remember that feeling, the exact same feeling at that point, even with both of my kids. And I, but I see that like, you're, you're going to be in that phase of that dance of like, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, am, am I seeing that correctly? Yes. Do you feel that way? Yeah. I mean, it, it's all like interesting timing, you know, and why like with my own membership community, I was debating on if I was ready to start that back up again or, yeah. or what, but it, I had these expectations of it being, it's not where I dream of it being, mm-hmm. but it's that but I, but I knew I had that energy of emergence and how mm-hmm. powerful that could be launching it now and being in that journey with everybody else, you know, kind of mm-hmm. thing. And so it, so I decided that because of the season I'm in and the season outside, mm-hmm. I would have that support to do that work. Yeah. I I wanted it in my brain to start it in the new year. Mm-hmm. And in for winter, and because I feel like that's a lot of the time of year, a lot of people are craving that support too. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, nope, this isn't the. I don't have that energetic support. Yeah. I'm still so fresh postpartum, and it's the dead of winter. Like, so mm-hmm. to start even planning my business and my life adventures at a time of the year where I feel like I'm going to have that extra support. And so now that I've been doing it for the spring season, I feel like summer, I really get to have more fun with it, which is what summer is for. Like, you know, like that is just the playfulness. So, Mm -hmm. and then, and also with my body, like it just, Mm -hmm. when you start to open your eyes to the alignment of things, Mm -hmm. it's just incredible. It just like, it all makes sense. It makes things that don't seem like they make sense, make sense. And it It puts it in a framework that supports you instead of tears you down, which a lot of our, um, our Western culture, you know, has veered away from that. And it it doesn't support these ebb and flows. And we feel that and we feel it on a very real way. And so, yeah, it's an exciting time. It's, um, and I'm just starting to, another question to ask that I'm asking myself is like, what do I want this to look like now? When you come out yeah. of something, like you get to call the shots on how the rest of the year is going to go. Just like you're planning your garden, 
like mm-hmm. what it's like what it's like what is my life garden <laughs> you know like what yeah. and I I'm like I'm putting together a bunch of clothes to sell um to clothes that I still like but yeah I really don't know when I'm gonna fit into them again and mm-hmm. having them around feels heavy like mm-hmm. I want to just start over with who I am now and I love that and so I'm to afford that I am selling my other clothes and um and so it's just like the season is for getting rid of what we don't want to take with us for the rest of the year yeah exactly before you lay new new compost yeah see it all it's (laughs) It's just brilliant nature knows what's up like it just and so that's the beauty of observing and making these connections is, is you, it helps you plan your own life in a way that can feel supportive and, and natural instead of yeah. just always going against the grain, which we do. And we have done until we break and then we try something else. Like, yeah. <laughs> so. well, I, was, I remember talking to my uh, acupuncturist and she was like, I walked in and she goes, please tell me that you're not doing a juice cleanse in the middle of January. (laughs) She was like, that's the worst time. Just don't tell me you're doing that. And I'll be excited. (laughs) I'm not doing that. (laughs) I actually, so for the April each, we have themes for each month um, in the membership. And so for April, I had this whole like loving section on detoxing and cleansing for right now. Mm. And, um, and internally and externally mm-hmm. and how our bodies are meant to just detox naturally. So we don't, mm-hmm. I'm like extreme detoxes are for extreme conditions. Like, yeah. And they're not for the middle of winter. It, like think about a detox in a way that matches what you see outside of your window. Like mm-hmm. I would good. do if I lived in Palm Springs or, or like, you know, somewhere like yeah. that, then maybe I would do a juice cleanse in January, but like, or wherever the, or Costa Rica, where it's like abundant that time of year. Yeah. Um, but it's like, whatever's happening outside is what you get to match kind of your diet to, because that's what is needed for that time. Like yeah. we're meant to here in the upper Midwest, like we're meant to put on a few during the winter so we can survive. And then, and then as we decrease those heavier meals, then we shed those winter layers. And as we increase what's happening in our gardens, then we, you know, get restored back to our summer way of being like it just trusting that, that, that ebb and flow, but that I've become really passionate about because at the new year, everyone's like, I'm doing a cleanse. And I'm like, just stop eating crap. Like that's all you need to do. <laughs> like don't put food in your body that has to be cleansed out. Yeah. Like that's, Start there. Yeah. Let's, and we'll they start with that process. <laughs> so again, that all or nothing thing is just out of alignment, but it takes trust and it takes patience. And I think mm-hmm. those are things that we have lost in yeah. our, our modern way of being. So like a trust exercise, you know? Yes. But no, it, it absolutely is. The other thing is when you study different cycles in different cultures, like even like the astrological new year is mm-hmm. in spring, starting with Aries, which is that fire mm-hmm. energy. And mm-hmm. so like that's considered the new year. Mm-hmm. And even with equinoxes and mm-hmm. solstices and all of that, it just like that's what I go by 
more so now, but I think if you're going to start anything in January, it's your relationship with yourself. Like that's the time to be like, hello, like (laughs) let's go on a journey. We're stuck together for a while, so we might as well make the most out of it. (laughs) Yeah. It's, oh yeah, it's, it's a lot. And it, what I, I think something that really helps me too. Yeah. Is that trusting that I don't have to have this season figured out this season. Like I take on an aspect of the season, every season. And I'm like, I'm going to do this, this season. And then maybe next season I'll take this on. And I guess that also relates to planting your garden too, is not getting over ambitious or like the, the, the time that plants need um, some take a couple seasons until you can actually harvest them. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, with my own garden, like it's very small and I have a very shady yard. So I'm excited to utilize your membership to <laughs> learn more <laughs> of what I can do with it. But, you know, there was potential for two garden beds, but last year we're like, let's just start with this one. And I'm going to start experimenting with a couple of things. Yeah. Cause I know that next season I can take what I've learned from this one and apply it to the next one instead of yes. being like, I'm going to be this master gardener right now. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like not possible. And so I do that with my healing too. It's like, what am I going to work on this year? Or in springtime, there's a lot of spring cleaning and decluttering. It's like, what, what is kind of screaming at me the loudest that needs my attention that I feel like I could calm this season. Mm-hmm. So then mm-hmm. when I approach next season, that will be calm and I can focus on something else, mm-hmm. you know, and with healing too, it's like this past last month, I was trying to tackle my exercise, my diet, my wardrobe, mm-hmm. like everything. I was like, I'm going to get myself together. And, you know, I still get humbled by that Yeah, of like, no, no, like <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to focus. So I decided to just focus on exercise and yeah. rebuilding strength because I need that strength to care for my son and everything else in my life. And so taking the pressure off of fitting into things and, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's just like, we get, we almost block ourselves with trying to have it all figured out right now or Mm -hmm. trying to take on something. And like with your community that's listening to this, like I would imagine because it's also, I'm also a part of your community of like, I see, (laughs) I see your garden now and I see where you're at now. And if I hadn't been following you for so many years, you know, it's easy to be like, Oh, I wish I knew how does she know all that? And how do you do all that? Look at the, the, but then I remember when you just moved into that house and it was dirt. Like in it, there was nothing. And I, know. I need to share a photo of that. <laughs> I think it's really like, I always need that reminder every mm-hmm. year. Like, holy smokes. Like, look, everything we've done. Yeah. Like, and, but it didn't happen overnight. Yeah. And in fact, we spent a whole year just like trying to grow grass and trying to put something in that sand. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, wild rye took, <laughs> took some hold. Mm. <laughs> but, um. Yeah, it takes a lot of work to cultivate something mm-hmm. in ourselves and in our gardens, in our lives. Like it doesn't happen overnight. And that's like my biggest beef with Instagram and things mm-hmm. like social media is just that it creates a false reality mm-hmm. of what is what actually is 
life mm-hmm. and how we actually live and live a good life. Mm-hmm. And because it doesn't, the good stuff doesn't happen immediately. It takes a lot of intense, not so pretty work to get to the really good things. And, yeah. but the, the important part is seeing the process along the way is being just as beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it just isn't necessarily something that is photographable or, you know, it's not going to look, it's not going to get a lot of likes. It's not going to get a lot of comments. Maybe it will, but because it's reality and people mm-hmm. like that, but yeah, that, that is always like, that's why I didn't ever like HGTV or things like that, because it's like, that doesn't happen. Like people mm-hmm. don't just like have a house that's put together immediately and it doesn't stay that way. And yeah, I, it just makes us believe something that makes us feel unsatisfied mm-hmm. when there's so, we all have beautiful lives. Yeah. And we are all beautiful humans that offer something unique and amazing to the world as individuals. Yeah. And seeing that is the most important thing. So I think what helps me be able to stay on it social media and still feeling like I, for those that anyone that's, if you go back to my post of like the first time I posted out of postpartum, I'm uh-huh. just like, Hey, Instagram, why are we even here? Like, it's basically <laughs> what I was saying. <laughs> like I took this postpartum break and now I'm back and I'm like, I don't even know what the point of being here. Like, why are you here? Like I actually did yeah. an Instagram story of people telling me like, why do you come back to Instagram? Cause everyone's like, Oh, I took a break and it was amazing. And now I'm back not feeling amazing. Like why, you know, like it just really messed with me. And I'm like, and I still don't post that much because yeah, I'm still figuring out how to do it. One, I just don't have a lot of bandwidth. And two, I, it's not, it's not like productive work for me to be doing, I guess when I post, I like it to be meaningful. So I just, I don't know, but anyway, but I'm coming back into feeling empowered posting because of what I feel like is it's my responsibility to feel how I'm going to feel when I look at people's accounts. And Mm -hmm. I need to know that what I'm looking at is a tiny sliver. It's Mm -hmm. the joy that is going on in other people's lives. Yeah. Most of the time, unless yeah. people are like told posers and I really don't follow a lot of those people that I, <laughs> that I know of, unless they're really yeah. good at faking it. But, um, I know that, and I get to celebrate those joyous moments that they're sharing and the beautiful mm-hmm. moments that they're sharing. And if they edited a photo, editing a photo beautifully is hard work. So I get mm-hmm. to enjoy that. They took the time to make this scene look a certain way. And I know mm-hmm. that's what I'm looking at. And and then I get to enjoy it more and make it less of a comparison because mm-hmm. I know also, especially the mom accounts that I've started to follow, I know what goes on behind the scenes now and it's not fun. Yeah. So if you're getting yeah. a moment to post something pretty, like kudos to you, you know what I mean? So yes. it's just like, we get to take more responsibility of, of what we consume. Mm-hmm. We're also choosing to look at things. Mm-hmm. So, um, if an account makes you feel inadequate, there have been friends of mine that I have, um, muted for a little bit because I didn't mm-hmm. have a lot of strength to not compare myself to them. Yeah. Even though I support what they do, um, and love their posts, there's nothing wrong with them for whatever reason it was triggering garbage for me. And I had to be like, 
I can't do that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, as much as we don't get to control a lot of the algorithm, but um, we do get to, we're choosing to go on those platforms yeah. um, and we aren't a slave to them, even though it feels like it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I know that's my tangent about social media right now, but just, no, I think we're all going through it. And I think like the community has voiced that too, Mm -hmm. that they don't necessarily like, that's why a lot of them I think are there is to have this opportunity to have a space that feels authentic and real Mm -hmm. and not about comparison, or we can talk about things that we're struggling with in an honest way. And it's a safe space in mm. that regard, you know, and, and we can separate ourselves from, you know, I guess on social media too, there's this moment where I don't get to like when you're scrolling or on a story, you don't get to like give consent mm. to something. You know what I mean? Like you can't like something pops up and you're like, Oh crap. Now I've seen all that. Like mm. I like there was something I think last July, there was like some moment in one of the riots that just popped up on my screen in my story. I had nightmares about it that mm-hmm. night. And some of it had to do with my hormones and things like that at the time. But like, I didn't consent to that experience. And and that I think is also the other thing is I'm such a feeling person that I, which is a strength and an asset mm-hmm. to me, but it's also something that I have to be very aware of and very sensitive to that those things can affect me very deeply. And so it, that said, like, I think social media is also that. And I, it's why I've struggled with it and why I've struggled with being there. And, but I'm always coming back to like, how can it be a positive conversation mm-hmm. and a real conversation, even if it doesn't get likes? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's not what I'm here for. And yeah. and how am I encouraging other people to live a life that brings them deep joy and deep meaning? So yeah. that's yeah. that's what I've thought of too, is just like the question I ask myself when I post something is what's the actual point of this? Mm-hmm. And there's definitely times where I've wanted to be like, look at what I'm doing, you know, (laughs) but then, but, but also, and that, I mean, that's fine every once in a while because why not? But it's also like this experience, how does it actually relate and connect and can it bring value or joy to someone's feed? And I've started being a lot sillier on my Instagram. Like, yeah. And I love it. (laughs) I started posting. So I sing a lot and I, Uh I'm a musician. It's that's weird for me to say, cause I feel so like past life about that, but still, but, um, but you are, I, yes, I am. And I started, I, in my general life, I sing along to like the clickings or like beats of things or I'll like try to sing harmony to like the tornado alarm that goes off. Like I'll just like be really dorky. (laughs) And so I started posting me singing along to like the car blinker, me singing along to like the squeaky dish, uh, uh, what's it called? Washing machine. And like sharing it just because it, that could, it's just something silly that could make somebody laugh. And I get so many messages from people of being like, 
like, oh, I've missed you. You know, there was a point of time, Mm -hmm. especially like my really good friends or people have followed me for a long time. Um, There was a period of time where I was just trying to be this holistic. Mm -hmm. And there are people that are genuinely like that. And I love it. And I can be like that and like write slower, thoughtful things. But I am also a really big dork most of the time. Mm -hmm quoting movies, singing a lot, making up weird songs for Ari. And like, why can't I show that too? Like, Mm -hmm. and having more fun with it. And so it's just like, just experimenting with the dorkiness of life, which we Mm -hmm. all experiment. And that was interesting. The feedback I've got was like, Mm -hmm. oh, Randy, I've missed you. And I'm like, I've missed me too. Like I've missed, Mm -hmm. you know, instead of trying to always give out I don't know we just miss we're like hesitant to share really cool aspects of ourselves and I think that's part of what the danger is with social media too is that especially if you're some side of business owner of feeling like you have to always put this aesthetic out there or something and um I don't know (laughs) I don't know where I'm going with that tangent but it's just like that I feel like we just get to reclaim parts of social media if we still want to be on there because there is I have very valuable friendships that I've met through Instagram and we met through there yeah and it's just like there is still a lot of good that can come from this or staying connected um with people I've met when travel used to be a thing um and so how can we kind of take take back that and then and then actually invest in in communities like yours that where that fulfills a different purpose to take like that the free social media gets to be sprinkles on top you know but but the real meaningful connections can come through something that you're investing in and Mm -hmm. and have more control of and it gets to be this safer space and i i see that evolving and um it's i think it's worth investing in you know yeah, I agree. And that's something that I I think when we were talking about like you're choosing to like reshape yourself a little bit and I think that kind of ties all together because personally I gave this year my I deemed it like my year of wild, like relearning mm. like my wildness in myself as a woman, as a human, like all these things because I feel like I've ran the chapter, ran, that probably is not a good (laughs) way to put it, but it feels like that, like Mm -hmm. being a mother, like in that early, like carrying babies, breastfeeding, like I feel pretty complete in that chapter of my life. And so now it's like looking at like, okay, who am I now because of all that? Like you were talking about, like these clothes feel heavy because, you know, I want to reshape who I am because I'm in that space of being able to do that. So, but now I'm realizing like how much I need to also do that in my social media life, like Mm -hmm. talking about that and like, how do I apply and give myself permission to do that? And what does that look like? And because I still, like you said, like, I still enjoy that space. It's not like, it's not totally toxic. (laughs) (laughs) And I've been like really intense about unfollowing people Uh lately that just don't 
bring like I'm recondoing my Instagram <laughs> following, who I follow, you know, yeah. like if it doesn't bring me joy, sorry, uh-huh. it's not personal. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I, but thinking about myself in that, like, how do I apply that, uh-huh. that intention to that space and uh-huh. to not just, yeah, I, it's so interesting. And, but it is, it is fun to kind of think about reimagining yourself or like releasing yourself a little bit. Like, yeah, because after going through, you know, birth and raising human, you know, you, I think it's in the fourth try or no, it's in 40 days, first 40 days. She talks about then many cultures, birth is a door to a woman, you know, mm-hmm. a door for healing, a door, you know, it opens up this opportunity. And so I think also seeing it as this door to reshaping ourselves, mm-hmm. re-seeing ourselves, re-identifying ourselves mm-hmm. to ourselves is so cool to think about. Like that makes me really excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And it gives you that grace to have it look differently than you thought. Mm-hmm. Like my son loves it when I sing and dance like mm-hmm. a dork and mm-hmm. he thinks it's the coolest thing. And I'm going to embrace that for the longest yeah. time. Um, you should. <laughs> yeah. As long as you're entertained. Cause I would do this stuff by myself. You know, I'd put yeah. on Disney music and sing on all the words. Mm-hmm. I've done that like alone in the house before I've mm-hmm. done it for my husband. Who's not like that, but I get in the mood too. And he just sits and he's just like, you're just I'm like, this is who I am, you know, (laughs) (laughs) he's just like, cool. You're hilarious. Um, but, uh, I've been, you know, when I would think about having kids, it was just easy to think about all the parts of, I felt like I would lose all these parts of myself Mm -hmm. and the things that I would miss out on. And Mm -hmm. I've been pleasantly surprised that Ari has brought out parts of me that I have lost. Mm-hmm. or thought that I'd lost. And like, I used to write songs and play music. Like that was who I was. And I haven't been able to write a song for like five years. And I wrote one inspired by Ari. Um, mm-hmm. And I wasn't expecting to play it for anybody. Um, but then I just decided like, why not post this? Yeah, And, and like share that, share who I am. Like I did this and it, it he seemed to like it. And you know, it just brought out like me sharing my music again, which I didn't think usually it's like a lot of parents are like, oh, I don't play music anymore because now I have kids. And it was like, yeah. he brings the out. I make up songs for him. I dance like he, one of the times that I get to myself is when I put on a Latin music workout video and he thinks it's the most fascinating thing and so he sits there and kicks and I get to like and my, I went to my chiropractor and she's like wow your upper body is feeling just a lot more loose and not as tense and like it's the Latin dancing like you know like it and I just I I did that for like a entertain like it's just amazing how when you just let go of some of these filters and expectations and let and let these things that you think are going to hinder you I don't know. I think that's like a a big surprise of motherhood to me and why it may have taken me so long to become a mother was because I didn't want it. I didn't want to lose myself, you know, and it's really been bringing me back home to myself. And I feel more like myself caring for this other person. And he's bringing out parts of myself that I 
missed, you know? And so I think, I don't know where I'm going with that, but I think it's just an example of like just staying open to the process and, um, and then not being afraid to share who you are in your current world. And it's a great filter because it's like people that don't want to see me singing ABBA along to a, a a dryer, then you don't have to follow me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not your person. I'm not your person. I am the type of person that does that stuff. You know, I'll still share beautiful healing things and whatever, but I'm also going to share stuff like that. Like, and it just makes it more fulfilling to be on those platforms. And and it helps you find your, your community, um, in a way that's really valuable. To do that too. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. call it the sweatpants phenomenon, which I called mm-hmm. it that before the pandemic, but so I don't know if it's as effective, but like when a group of girlfriends would all go out or like, well, let's all go out together. And, and then one person says, could we just like wear sweatpants and watch a movie? And then everyone's like, Oh, great. That's what I was feeling. Like no one felt like yes. getting done up, but everybody yes. did get done up, but it's like, one person suggests sweatpants, everyone else gets to wear sweatpants. Yep. So now I feel like it's probably the reverse. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do we get ready? And it's like, oh, okay, let's get ready. Yeah, let's, let's do it. <laughs> I haven't put jeans on in a month. Yeah, exactly. But that's the, the safe space about prioritizing self-care and prioritizing these healing things for you is you forget that you actually get to make space for to happen for other people Mm -hmm. to teach your children how to do that. You get to let your partner bring their shoulders down from their ears. Like you get to like, you get to be that vehicle instead of feeling like it's selfish or you don't have time for it. It's you get to be that change that everyone's craving and everyone's wanting. Yeah. Um, and that it can lead to some really beautiful traditions and, and experiences and shifts in other people that wouldn't have been possible without you. Yeah. It's, so. it's absolutely true. 100%. Thanks so much, Randy, for coming on today. It was just such an awesome conversation to have together and to just discuss, you know, what it is to heal and the process that it takes and how we can in, you know, look at self-care with a little bit of an honest and more, you know, real perspective than I think the internet wants to give us and that there's less shame in it or whatever it may be that we may be feeling with self-care, particularly as women. But I hope everybody that enjoyed this today, that you guys will give Randy a follow. She's over at naturally Randy with an I K a Y on Instagram. And you can also go to the same name, naturally Randy com to check out her website and get in touch with her. She is a wonderful follow, always good laughs and really good thought provoking stuff. She also has her own podcast. And then in June, she is launching her next season of her own community, which is all about seasonal healing. And I am going to be joining along because I just really want to learn some more from Randy because I just really love her. So Um, you can sign up as well. All the information is in the show notes below. I hope you guys give her a follow. She's amazing. So as always, I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Next week, we'll be talking about the coop, all about the coop, 
all the things you might want to know. Until then, I'll see you out there, friends. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.